Hi everyone, Chris here, and today I want to continue talking about project management inside of instructional design. And yesterday we talked about the project charter, and this is what initiates the project, uh, gets approval for the ball to start rolling. Once the project has life to it through that initiation, um, it's important to start planning the project. And for me, I think tying for first place in the most important sets of documentation for projects in any situation are the project scope document and the work breakdown structure affectionately called the WBS. So what goes into the project scope document? So there's a few things. First of all, there's the normal heading to identify it with the project. Um, and then you get right into the project description um, and more importantly, the project justification. And this is where you essentially try to pull it all down to an estimate or even a guess as to the final um, return on investment, the ROI of the project. We're going to do this because it'll save money. We're gonna do this because it'll make money. We'll do this because it'll make everyone happier and they'll be more productive. Whatever the project is, you sort of lay out the justification at this point. Um, then the next um, section of the project scope is actually the project scope description. And this is where you describe in a paragraph or two, what is the project? What is the game that's gonna be played? So I like to refer to the project scope document as the, the document that sort of sets the boundaries or sets the field or sets the stage, whatever your analogy is. And so the project scope description is what's inside there and it sort of outlines where those boundaries are. Um, the next section of the project scope document is the acceptance criteria. What level do you need to get to when this project is done, completed, and acceptable? Uh, the last thing you want is for that bar to be raised midway through a project. Um, so having the success criteria agreed upon before any work starts, hugely, hugely important. Um, right with that are the project deliverables. And we mentioned deliverables uh, yesterday. Um, this is when you get very, very detailed in your deliverables, exactly what are you going to deliver um, and when are you going to deliver these things. Um, next are the exclusions, the exclusions from the scope. And personally, this is the most important part of the document for me. So to use an analogy, if you are, well, an, an example, if you are going to be running a project to install a new LMS server, um, there's a lot that goes into that. And there's a lot that doesn't go into that. You may be installing a new LMS server, but you might not be loading the courses onto the LMS server once it's built. So you'll want to make sure that you set those exclusions down explicitly, because the last thing you want is to be midway through a project and have people start showing up with courses to load on the LMS or courses to develop for the new LMS. Set those up as exclusions to the scope. And when people come for those things, you can help them set up their own project, a separate project 
with its own set, its own budget, and its own timeline. Um, so exclusions to the scope is critical. Um, the next two sections that I like to include are limitations and assumptions because sometimes these projects end and then three years later, people are asking questions like, well, why did you do it that way? You did it wrong. And if you have the, um, the limitations and the expectations um, and the assumptions down on paper, it's very nice to be able to have that, to be able to pull it up and be like, we did it on purpose. Um, so that's what goes into the project scope. And when I, when you go for the scope approval and you're bringing people into the meetings, I also like at this point to have at least a rudimentary WBS, a work breakdown structure. And a work breakdown structure is exactly what it sounds like. It is either a flowchart of the different phases and the different tasks within that each phase and then the different subtasks. Um, or sometimes it's done as an outline. It's actually these days, most of the time it's done as an outline. But I like to have at least the phases and the tasks in those phases and maybe a subtask or two, like just to get a broad overview so that people can be on the same page. Using our um, LMS example, if you're buying a new server and rack mounting it and setting up the hardware and loading the OS and loading the LMS software and testing it and all of these things, they need to know those steps, but they may not need to know that you need to make sure you have the right power cable for the rack that you're mounting it on or that you have the right bolts. That level of detail is probably not needed at this point in the, in the process. So getting that rudimentary work breakdown structure together with the scope document and then bringing everybody together and making sure everyone is on the same page before you move on to the next step, which brings us back to the important skills of a project manager, which is communication and team building and all of those soft skills. So um, once you have everybody on the same page, there are some other really, really important planning steps that I will continue on with tomorrow. Talk with you then.